Welcome to American Influencer Real Talk. I'm Christopher Krellen, CEO of the American Influencer Association. We're excited about today's conversation with the original influencer herself, Glozell Green. Glozell takes us on a candid journey from the cinnamon challenge to living life as a single mom. You will be encouraged by Glozell's unconventional look at hardship and heartache. And now, here's our host, Josh Skinner. Hi, it's Josh Skinner with the American Influencer Network. I'm very excited about today's show. We have one of the original, original influencers. We've got Glow in the house, ladies and gentlemen. It's Glozell Green. Hello, this is Glozell. Is you okay? Is you good? Because I wanted to know. Josh, it's early. (laughs) Yeah, by the way, folks, we are (laughs) recording this at 7 a.m. I know. We're we're, going to be influential early. (laughs) We got our Keurig. Yeah. (laughs) So, Glow, thanks so much for being a part of it. We've known each other for over 10 years. Over 10 years. You were my very first interview. I felt so important. Like, oh my gosh, somebody <laughs> wants to interview me. What is it like to be the original influencer? Because back when you started, there wasn't a thing called an influencer. No, that we we weren't called anything. And eventually we were called YouTubers and now we're called influencers. So it's amazing. And I love it that people still recognize me and still know who I am and still watch the stuff that I've done. Now, was there an exact moment that you thought, wow, I've made it? Was there like a video that popped that you thought, oh, people are really taking notice? Uh, yes, there was a few videos that I've done. It was my push-up bra helped me get my man back. I did one about Kesha, um, her TikTok uh, music video that was a classic. I did some about Rihanna, but it wasn't until I did the cinnamon challenge where it wasn't just the people who were following me that the world saw the video and i mean it's over 57 millions right now on my channel and it's been posted everywhere what was the cinnamon challenge like for you was it horrendous the cinnamon challenge almost killed me for real for real and i think the realness is what people like oh this is so funny and i'm learning again that people really like real like i really almost died and the burning lasted a little bit over five years and my eyesight wasn't the same because i'm like it got everywhere I was actually on the show, The Doctors, because my burnt esophagus and larynx, everything was just jacked up at the time. And it took a while to heal from that. Now, walk us through that challenge. Mm. Number one, what made you want to do that? And secondly, how did you think to film it? I didn't want to do it. It was a challenge. I didn't even create it. A lot of people were doing the challenge. And people said, do the cinema challenge. I'm like, I'm not doing anybody else's stuff. I was just, I'm like, I'm creative on my own. I can do my own thing. So it just kept happening. They hound it, hound it, hound it, hound it. And I'm like, well... If you watch the video, I'm like, in the video, like, I'm doing this video, but I don't even know what's so challenging about cinnamon because it makes no sense. So I'm plugging my others. I'm like, make sure you follow me here, follow me there, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, well, everybody's doing the spoon. I have this ladle. I'll put the cinnamon in there. And then, oh, my God, that's when mayhem. That's when I almost died. That's when. So I was crying and I was laughing and I was choking to death because, like, this is literally how I'm going to die and how can you be so stupid? I didn't have any water around. I didn't I didn't watch anybody else's. I just like, well, what is it? You put cinnamon in your mouth? That's it. So, yes. And I knew for sure. That I don't think I've told anybody this, but I was hallucinating. I didn't want to say that because I didn't want people to try it to do that. I'm like, there's a dog in the corner with a clown hat. And then there was a horse just, just going round and round in circles. A white horse going round. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I am losing it. So, um... Eventually, we had to vacuum it up, and it clogged the vacuum. 
And that's when I realized, I'm like, I literally, really, really, really almost died. So when you get the water, it turns into a paste, a cake. And so the water wasn't helping. I'm like, oh, I, okay, I get it. I get it. I'm dying. So it took me years to even see it because I'm like, everyone's laughing, but I almost died. Now, you said it. you were burning for five years. Yes, that well, was What a, does that mean? That means that there was a soreness in my throat. A lot of those um, pictures of me since that time, for about five years, I always had a scarf on around my throat trying to protect it from anything because I'm like, oh, it gets so cold. Um, I lose my voice all the time. And it took about five years for that to wear off. Wow. Mm-hmm. No one tells you that. No. Well, no one did it as stupidly as I did. So you no did, one. You had a lot of sentiment. Yes, that was a lot. And now it was on Good Morning America yes. when it made you know. Good national... Morning America, Today Show, Inside Edition. It was on everything. Did you feel proud of yourself at that moment, even though you felt like you were going to die, or what was that moment like? Well, the reason why I was proud is because they everybody wanted to put a face to something that was stupid, and everybody else that was doing it was children. Mm. You know, so I didn't mind being an adult that they can have a conversation with, like, don't do it. I didn't mind television. Don't do it. Of course, people like they did it because people want to do be famous, but you're not going to be famous doing the exact same thing. Mm. Wow. Do you regret it? I don't regret it. No, I don't regret it. But it's not something that I want to do again. And you can't duplicate it. (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) You can't duplicate. You know, you can't duplicate trying to kill yourself over and over, you know. Not on YouTube. They're really cracked down. So the stuff that I used to do, you can't do anymore, at least not at my level. Is there a video that you may have regretted putting up there that you're like, eh, maybe that shouldn't have been? Because you've done hundreds. Oh, my goodness. You would ask. I have about 300 videos that I have made private. Wow. Mm -hmm. Because when I first started... I wasn't thinking that people that were watching me were kids. So my stuff was not geared towards kids at all. Not at all. Adult topics. So it was a comment like, I'm eight years old and I love your stuff because no matter what I say, whatever topic, it seemed to be funny. And I didn't, you know, I didn't see my audience. I'm just putting stuff up and you're seeing comments. And I was like, wait a minute, you're eight years old for real? And then I go, I have to be more responsible because I didn't know kids were watching me. And I I just stopped that and everything's been G. Mm. Do you think it's important that YouTubers or influencers really know their audience? A thousand percent. Uh, YouTubers need to know your audience because who is it that's watching you? Somebody who can't stand you, you know, could somebody else could love you. You know, so it's good to know your audience. And I've done stand up plenty of times where my comedy just did not work. Where it works excellent on the, the Internet. It works. And my audience tend to be young white people. Thank wow. you. But we love you. Uh, thank you. I mean, I'm not really young, but yes, I'm, you a, are, I'm yeah. a white person. <laughs> yes, because I can go to Beverly Hills and I get attacked. Oh my gosh. Closer, closer. I go to Crenshaw. Crickets. This girl with green lipstick. I'm, I don't, you know. I'm glad you brought that up. Let's. Uh, so a lot of our listeners, they mm-hmm. love beauty influencers. They mm-hmm. love makeup. They mm-hmm. love everything. Why did you start the green lipstick? Green is my name. That is my birth name, my last name. And um, one month I, th- I believe it was around october that i saw this green lipstick i'm like okay i'll do a video with green lipstick i'm always doing something different and i don't even remember the video but the comments were horrendous we hate that green lipstick you look like you did kermit the frog go to hulk and blah blah blah, blah. went on and 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 i'm like well i'm gonna keep it ha 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 and then when i stopped people were like well where's the green lipstick so they just love to hate something it ended up being my thing for quite some time and I wear it from time to time, and now I'm not, um, you know, feel like there was a time where I feel like I had to wear it all the time, no matter what, or people are not gonna know who I am, but that's not the case. 
who makes that green lipstick and where do you get it? Well, um, now people give me green lipstick. Okay. So um, Mac has a green lipstick. What KOR has a green lipstick. That's the one I was using a long time. Um, I have a friend of mine who gave me three different ones from three different brands. So, and I really like that one because it was a liquid. And I, I really need to get some more because that one was really, it stays on. It's a matte and I love it. Do you have any other beauty tips other than going green? <laughs> uh, going green. Well, you know, I, I also have like yellow, blue, whatever, but green is my thing. Uh, beauty tips. People tell you that you need to wipe off your makeup at night. Uh, I think it's important to moisturize. You know, just make sure you're not dry and dehydrated. Because I spent a lot of my life being dehydrated. Now, there's a lot of kids that look up to you and yeah. they want to be an influencer mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. maybe they just want to be famous. Yes. What do you think is the biggest misconception of being an influencer? I think the biggest misconception of being an influencer is that they think fame is going to make you happy. You know, that like you have to deal with. I've lost a lot of friends due to fame because people don't always want other people coming up to you. They don't always want their picture being taken. You know, like when I go out with Glozell, people, someone's going to come up and take a picture. And it's not like you can like get out of the way because my fans are, they were young, especially they're eight, they're seven, they're five, they're 10, they're teenagers. And they're so excited to see you. And when you think of like a big celebrity star star, you think paparazzi with these big cameras and they're across the street and they're like in your face. But my paparazzi were kids in the, on the cell phones and everybody had one. And sometimes it's their parents coming over like, I, I, I don't know you. But my kids know you, and can they take a picture? Like, you didn't have to tell me you didn't know me. I don't know why you had to insult me first. But, yes, let's take this picture. I always say yes. When kids say they want to be just like you, mm -hmm. what's your first thought? Well, I tell them, oh, well, I'm sure there's something unique about you. I'm sure, because you can't be just like me. And you don't want to be just like me. You know, sometimes I don't need to be me. Yeah, so I'm transitioning, trying to figure out what's my next step. Who am I? I've been on the Internet now as you know, Glozell, queen of YouTube. And let me go back to the queen of YouTube because people are like, yeah, the queen of YouTube. I was the first person to say that. I was the first person to coin that. So everybody can be a queen of YouTube. That's fine. But I am also, and I was the first one to say it. When you look at the next generation mm -hmm. of influencers, what do you think they need to learn that they haven't? Oh, because you have wisdom. Experience comes with wisdom. Yes. and Or excuse uh, me, wisdom comes yeah. with experience. <laughs> yeah. What happened is for me is that I was older. I was already older. It's scary that these influencers now, eight, 10, 12, they're doing makeup, they're opening toys. So their fame and money is coming a lot earlier than mine did. And they have to know that it's, there's ups and downs, ups and downs. And you got to take, it's not going to always stay that way. The people who love you now, they might not love you next, next year. And you have to plow through that and make it through that. The next year, following you, they can love you again. And there's always someone new coming up. So if you just only dedicated the numbers, then you're going to feel bad when the next cute person comes up, when the next new makeup person comes out. You know, like makeup artists are little boys that are eight, nine, ten years old. Do you feel the pressure of trying to continue growth in social media and YouTube? Or are you past that stage since you already have millions of followers? I uh, feel uh, the pressure of trying to figure out what's my next step. I don't feel the pressure of trying to just keep re trying to do the same thing that I've always done. And I see other people doing that, that started with me and now they're, they've been on the internet for eight or 10 years and they're still trying to be uh, that young person that, and they're, they're stuck. Now, I know that I'm stuck and I'm trying to get unstuck. 
But I see where people are like, oh, they're still chasing that same little piece of cheese. And eventually you can't, you're not going to be the 50, you know, 30, 40, 50 year old, just only trying to uh, do that audience of eight to 10 year olds. You know, it's, I don't know if you, have you seen that? Have you seen uh, the, some YouTubers who are just really holding on to what they were and it's time to evolve, you know, it's time to glow up. Speaking of glowing up, mm-hmm. um, what, how has motherhood changed you? Oh, how's mother changed me? Now, motherhood changed me. Well, first I was like, it's not going to change me. I'm just going to be doing the same thing. But eventually you're like, I need to do something more, something bigger for Ozell. I need to make a bigger imprint. You know, I, I, and she knows her mom is silly. She knows that everybody knows her. And, you know, people pull out a camera. She's smiling. She's ready. But, um, yeah, it's changed me in wanting to have something more solid than just the Internet because that fluctuates so much. Where do you want to go next, Glizelle? I Where do I want to go next? I want to go... I'm really like hosting. And because when you came into my life, I'm like, oh, yeah. It'd be nice to interview, host, act. Um, and it's kind of cliche because everybody wants to act. You're in California, but eventually you, you do get the book. I, I found my, my niche on the internet. And now I feel like since I can use that to catapult to other things. I'm in a movie that's coming out in December, and that's great. And it was the first time that I wasn't playing Glozelle. Because usually I, I've done movies that I'm a cameo. And, oh, that's Glozelle. Hey, is she okay? And that's great. And that's fine. And I did uh, a bit on all that. So I, and I wasn't Glozelle. Because I've been on Nickelodeon before as Glozelle. And that was fine too. Great. Please continue to hire me. But um, it was nice to break into something different and not be scared that, oh my gosh, no one's going to know who I am. And that, that's okay. It's great. You know that Glozelle. Now there's more to me that I'm learning about myself also. What would you say to those that are younger than us and mm-hmm. that they're still learning about themselves? Are, do you have any advice for the next generation of not just influencers or, or just people that look up to you? Well, that's not only just the young ones, because right now as an older person, I'm still, you know, influenced and I want to be inspired also, so the young people, you need to stay true to yourself. And it's something that you hear all the time, but there's going to come to a point where you just cannot be someone else. You can, you're going to try because like, oh, I'm going to be a Kardashian. I'm going to do that. I know plenty of people who want to do that, but it comes to a point where they, we already have the Kardashians. What, what can you bring? What's different about you? And that's what's going to be unique. I re- recently did a standup and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to talk about what's going on in my life. And that was the best stand-up I've ever done before. I'm like, okay, I set it up like this and I can tell this story about this and that, but people related. And this was a mostly black audience. And I've been booed off Apollo. That wasn't, wasn't my audience. I've done a Shaq had a comedy night. I was booed off that. I'm like, you know, does it, did it does it affect you when you're booed? Well, I, I, my thing was like, well, black people just don't find me funny. They just, they just don't find me funny. But I just, I wasn't, they like, you got to be, I guess, authentic, like real. It wasn't just, ah, la, la, la. So when I was talking about, oh, my bills, this is where I am. This is what's going on in my life, my relationship, motherhood. It was applauded. And I'm like, oh, girl, you killed it. And I'm like, finally, I wasn't afraid to be myself and tell what's going on. And it worked. That's for the first time. And I've done stand-up plenty of times where I'm like, okay. Outside of church, church folks find me funny. But in outside of a church setting where there are African-American people who are my age or older, because I can always appeal to the kids where I did a good job. That's the first time. And I'm 47 years old and I've been doing stand-up for over 20, 30 years. You know, <laughs> I'm finally finding like, okay, it's okay to let 
the persona go. So that comes with time and being around supportive, good people, because people are going to come and go. They're going to come and go when you're down. They're going to come and go when you're up. If there's someone going through something challenging in their life right now, Mm -hmm. how can they turn that into comedy or look at it differently? Well, you first of all, if you're going through something challenging in your life and you can turn that into comedy, because look at your favorite comics and what they're talking about. If they're talking about something real, then you can relate. You can relate to, oh, yeah, my my cousin, you know, he don't have a job. I can relate to my mom who cooks all the time and want everybody to eat like and you're like yeah 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 so whatever's going on in your life somebody can relate to it and you can um make it bigger and that's that's funny that's funny what do you want your legacy to be as an influencer i want my legacy to be that i was a good person i was funny i never dogged anybody and i i didn't curse i kept it clean mm. And you, so you don't have to do all that now you can but be funny like i didn't rely on that to be funny Let's uh, end with something kind of fun and positive. Oh, fun and positive. If you have a fan out there that really looks up to you, Mm -hmm. what's the one solid advice that you would give them? The one solid piece of advice that I would give someone who looks up to me. First of all, thank you for looking up to me. Because sometimes when you run into the fans, they don't realize that you're encouraging them. You know, like they're like, oh, like I need that encouragement, too. So that um, trouble don't last always. That's that's one thing. Because people look at me and they see the videos like, she's so happy. If I could just be like her. I'm like, well, that, that's, I'm an optimistic person. I am a half full, you know, glass half full type of person. And we can fill it up even more. But there's going to be some times it's going to try your life. And it's going to all pass. Good times pass and bad times, they will pass too. Glozell, thank you so much thank you. for being a guest on the American Influencer thank Network. You. I, it's been an honor to know you over the last 10 years. I'm so thankful for you, Josh. Uncle Josh, as my daughter calls him. Uncle Josh. If you want to see any of our videos on YouTube, just, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> just type in Glozell and Josh Skinner. You can see us work out with the TRX. <laughs> oh my goodness, we're you, so fine. I, I give you a, a hosting lesson in <laughs> yes. one, another video. Um, but Glow, thank you so much. If our listeners want to know more information about you, where can they find it? Well, you can find my book, Is You Okay, on Amazon. And you can also follow me on all social media, Glowzell One on YouTube, Glowzell on Instagram, Glowzell Green on Snapchat, Glowzell on Twitter, Glowzell on Facebook. Awesome. Are you going to continue to wear the green lipstick? What do you like? Let's see. Uh, you know, because I did this thing where I'm not going to wear it. Then I got scared because I'm like, oh, I'm not sure if that's working. But I'm thinking that it's time to, you know, glow up a little bit. Yeah. I think so. So you're, I'm ready. So you're putting the green away is what I'm hearing. I'm is that an American Influencer Network exclusive? That is. Uh, the green lipstick American. is going away. I'm thinking on the green lipstick, could maybe like a certain things, like with kid things or maybe stand up. But for the most part, my everyday life. And and I would love to be a part of more adult events. Not I don't know if that sounded right, but grown up events. <laughs> I don't even know if that sounded right. But something different. Know than, your audience. Yes, yeah. Know there, your there audience. You go. Yeah. Yes. I, I want to be glam. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I love that. Thank well, you. if you want more information on Glozell, make sure you check her out on all of her channels and social media. Glow, I love you. I love you too, Uncle Josh. <laughs> Uncle Josh is here. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to our conversation with Glozell. Don't forget, you can keep up with our latest episode by visiting us at AIAawards.com. And of course, by subscribing to our show on your favorite podcast platform. The American Influencer Network is produced by Christopher Crowlin, Bethany Crowlin, Josh Skinner, 
and edited and produced by Michael Sykes. Original music composed by at Joshua Hendricks Music. And now here's our CMO, Bethany Krellen. Hey, it's Bethany Krellen. Thank you for listening to the American Influencer Real Talk. We hope you enjoyed. We are so passionate about all of you, our fans. We want you to be part of the AIA family. You can check out our beauty bundle, which supports our influencer community at AIAwards.com. Want to be a guest on The Real Talk? Send us a message on social. We can't wait to stay connected with you all and don't miss the next episode next week. Live fast and dye your hair. Manic Panic, the original badass beauty brand. New York City sisters and OG punk rock influencers Tish and Snooki started the hair color revolution and continue to set trends in real time. After over 40 years, the world has finally caught up to the Manic Panic vision. Manic Panic hair color was vegan and cruelty-free before it was lit. It's always been tested on celebrities, not animals. Independently owned and nobody's bitches, Tish and Snooki donate 15% of annual net profits to a variety of charities. They don't just sell it, they live it. 